Welcome in to the Phoenix Sports Podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe to our channel, and leave us a five-star review wherever you are listening to this as a podcast. Happy Friday, everybody. What's up? It's your girl. It's Michaela. DJ Mackie P. DJ Mackie P on the B and Sean Paz. We are kind of beside ourselves. We have so There's much. There's a lot to talk going about. on, like really fast. I don't know where I am. I don't so know. So many happening. things are happening. Um, I don't know what day of the week it is. Actually, just kidding. It's Friday because it's TPSP Friday. <laughs> Friday um, yeah, there's a lot happening in the sports landscape right now. Um, some breaking news we got to get into that has potential Suns implications, mm. some coaching implications. It's gonna get crazy. So buckle in, grab a Four Peaks beer, and get ready for this yeah. show. Speaking of our friends at Four Peaks, um, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm obsessed with Four Peaks. It is the best beer to drink in the state of Arizona and beyond, honestly. They have just released two new flavors, their Recreational Juice Dank IPA and their Staycation Super Mm. Juicy IPA. I've had both. And Sean, let me tell you. And you're an IPA aficionado. so I am. I come from the microbrewery capital of the world, which is Colorado. So obviously, I know what I'm talking about when I am talking about IPAs. And theirs are superior. Uh, The the big game is also around the corner. Mm -hmm. The Super Bowl is knocking on our doorstep. (laughs) Literally, (laughs) it's fucking right there. (laughs) It's right there. There's a giant Uh, ad on our building. Yeah, there's literally a big sticker (laughs) on our building. Um, so there's no better time to enjoy a beer than for the Super Bowl and make sure you it's a four peaks beer because hello, uh, football and four peaks go together like Sean and Mac, Sean and Mac. Great job. There we go. Or Love Mac that for us. <laughs> also want to give a shout out to our friends at Mountain Mike's Pizza. They brought in some delicious pizza to the office on Tuesday and it was so good. The pepperoni pizza. I know it sounds basic, but the best pepperoni pizza on the face of the planet Dude, um, I have I have I have a little bit of beef with Mountain Mike's to be quite honest with you because normally they pull through on Monday they came through on Tuesday this week that but, was Max's fault that was not Mountain yeah Mike's I know, fault. no no I know uh, yeah I, so my <laughs> beef with Mountain Mike's is that it is good and so I worked from home on Tuesday when they brought it Oof. so I didn't get any Mountain Mike's this week and I'm I'm upset because if this Whose was just like some that? like if this was fucking Pizza Hut or something like that I wouldn't give a shit but it's good pizza so I'm upset when I miss it. Well, if you want some of this good pizza we're talking about, definitely check out their locations in Mesa Chandler or even Tucson. They also have some lunch buffets going on. And you can head over to mountainmikespizza.com or their Mesa Chandler Tucson locations to place your next order. Reminder, new diehards that sign up get a $50 voucher upon signing up. So become a diehard while you're at it. Right now would be the perfect time. Get $50 worth of free pizza for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Hello. Come on now. And some Four Peaks beer. Mountain Mike's Pizza and some Four Peaks. Let's go. All right. Sean. (laughs) Mac. We got to get into some highs and lows because this week has been an absolute whirlwind of a week. I've been so happy and I've been so depressed. Um, <laughs> I've been so happy and so depressed. At the same time. At the same uh, time. It's good thing I'm that's, on meds. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> that's, all, that's only something that phoenix sports could do to you is it's being true. happy and sad phoenix all at sports once is a drug it's like being addicted to a drug <laughs> it's that's a narcotic I say, I say this all the time like sometimes like there's there's other fan bases like if i was an atlanta sports fan bomani jones says he swore that narcotic off because it's just not good for you yeah it, it's it's that's what fandom is yeah phoenix sports keeps you on the drug though because things keep happening that are like hmm, maybe i should be reinvested <laughs> in it and um this is one of those things just about 20 minutes ago, we got some breaking news from Woj. Oh Big old Woj bomb. Uh, quite Kyrie, the Woj bomb. <laughs> Kyrie Irving has requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, can't say that I'm surprised because yeah. obviously the relationship between Kyrie and the Nets have been deteriorating for some time now. Obviously, there was a lot of that offseason drama where he made his grievances well known. Then he was suspended uh, earlier this season for some comments that he made for around eight games. It was very public, very messy. Um, so Kyrie and the Nets aren't necessarily in love with one another. No, but there's a guy that flip flops all the time, so I'll believe it when I see it. I mean, it's the man that. <laughs> Got on a microphone in front of a packed TD Garden and told Celtics fans that he was resigning in the offseason and then didn't. Yeah. And a man who requested a trade and then said he didn't want one. And now he's watching another trade. I don't, it, I'll believe it when I see it, whatever jersey he ends up in. Um, but yeah, man. <laughs> he can't help but think about what he might look like in a purple sunburst. Uh, um, 
Um, it's an interesting time. Obviously, we're right before the trade deadline coming up next week. So he has made it pretty known that he wants out. He also has made it known that he will not be resigning. He is due to be a free agent in this offseason. So um, I'm pretty sure the Nets have lost this battle, which is interesting <laughs> because they, as of Friday, were th- are 31 and 20, and they're definitely in the playoff picture for the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Um, they've been struggling a little bit, obviously, because KD has that MCL sprain. But, I mean, they're still in the playoff hunt. It's not like things are catastrophically bad with the Nets right now. Like, they're doing pretty well, all things considered. They're definitely in the playoff hunt. But Kyrie has still said, hard line in the sand, get me out of here. I want to be gone. Obviously, since he is due to be a free agent, we were anticipating that maybe the Nets would come to another agreement with him, a long-term deal Mm -hmm. worth a ton of money. Obviously, that hasn't happened, which is probably why Kyrie is not necessarily the happiest with this organization at the moment. So a line has been drawn, Sean. And the trade deadline is almost here. And Matt Ishbia is due to take control of this team before that happens. So let me ask you, Sean, with Kyrie averaging just above 27 points, five assists and five rebounds this season. Is that enough to entice you to want to have Kyrie in a Suns uniform? Um, Yes. He's a top three point (laughs) guard in NBA history. Yes, I want Kyrie in a Suns uniform. Um, it's interesting from a, a, a Nets perspective because even though they know he won't resign in the offseason, there's a team that could still win the NBA Finals. Like, do you take that risk and just hold on to him, even knowing you're not going to get him back in the hopes that you win an NBA Finals? Interesting. The Nets um, are in a tough spot because like, they are still in the playoff picture. Yes. And even though, like, like, like you said, like, do they just cut their losses and keep Kyrie mm-hmm. and say, "Sorry, you're stuck here. Like, help us well, try to win a title," or do they yeah. let him go because they they're not going to get anything for him in the offseason? Yeah, because I mean, he, real. I mean, obviously, they, this is stuff that we get discussed, blah blah blah. But I mean, if he, if any team that trades for him, they have to live with the possibility that he doesn't resign in the offseason, anyways. Mm-hmm. So if the Suns were to trade for him, there's a very good chance that he would resign here. But you're doing that if you're trading for Kyrie, you're doing it in the hopes that you win an NBA championship yeah. this year. It's all um, it's all or nothing at that point. Yeah, if you're so, trading for Kyrie and you're the Phoenix Suns, it's because this is your like Hail Mary to winning a yeah, championship. So it's it's a very interesting situation. But look, I, I know Kyrie is Kyrie Irving. He, he's problematic in a lot of ways. All of that stuff. Just a few. <laughs> um the reality the reality of the situation is that he's going to be playing basketball, whether you like it or not. He's gonna be playing basketball on an on an NBA team somewhere. Um I shit just from a purely basketball perspective you cannot deny that this this would elevate the Suns from very much so and put them in that conversation as one of the best teams in the NBA um at least on paper especially once they're fully healthy it would be really yeah. hard to 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 turn But is he worth all of that freaking craziness that comes with Kyrie like uh, there's a lot. Yes, there is, is a lot uh, of drama with KD. He, he, I mean, sorry, Kyrie. <laughs> Kyrie. He is. He is worth it, though. I mean, it is, it, he is. He is so good at the sport of basketball. Like I said, I think he's a top three point guard in NBA history. He is. When you get an opportunity to get a player like that on your team, when you seem like you may just be one single piece away from being an NBA champion. Yeah. It's really, really hard to turn that down. And I don't want to say to Kyrie's credit, but. Since that suspension, he has been rather low key and quiet up until this point. Um, so hoping his time until the next. Crazy I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Wait till the offseason. He's bound to say something crazy. But um, I don't. Hopefully, he learned from that situation a little bit. It seems like he may have. I want. I I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. It's really hard. Um, I don't have the same to, confidence that you have. No, I I just listen. If he is a son, you got. You just have to hope that he has learned and he he is a better person. Um, I don't know. I don't know. There is, I like that. Even the chat's conflicted, right? Like, yeah. There is a lot of reasons to not want him, especially on a team. If this was last year's Suns team, I don't know because the vibes there were so just immaculate. Everyone seemed like to be on a same, on such a good page. You inject someone like Kyrie into it, it has a t- potential to blow that up. Yeah. Uh, you can't say that about this year's Suns team. The vibes have not been as, as, as perfect as they were last year. So it's a little less of a risk from that perspective. I just, like I said, if you get a chance to get a guy like Kyrie in a son's uniform, you have to take it, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, like you mentioned, the comments are very conflicted. Jan Paul Edward De Dios saying he wants him to go to the Mavs to destroy that team from the inside. Hey, not a bad Ryan idea. in the comments saying, I hope this means KD to the Suns. Um, Tizu saying, anyone who doesn't want Kyrie is a moron. Fact. Uh, Colts23 saying, Kyrie to the Suns, not a bad idea. 
Um, it's kind of all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So I want to ask you, Sean, is it worth it getting trading for him now and giving up potentially some pieces that you wouldn't have to give up if you waited for him to be a free agent and then made every effort to f- sign him in the offseason? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely tough. But I think when you when you the Suns, they, their window is open right now. Like you, you I feel like you have to try and go get a trade. They're going to they're going to make some you have to at least if you're a Suns fan, hope that they're going to make some kind of move at the trade deadline to yeah. improve the team. If you have a chance to improve the team with a guy like Kyrie, I feel like you got to do it regardless. Because the thing is, is, is like we mentioned, the Sun, the, the, the Nets don't really have any leverage in the situation. Yeah, the they le- know the if Nets they know he's no not leverage. resigning. So mm-hmm. I don't think that any team is really going to give up all that much. Like it's not a it's not a KD haul for Kyrie. Right. Yeah. Um, they have no leverage. Like Kyrie's not coming back. He's done. Like, yeah. So they're not going to get like a massive haul in exchange for trading him because like it's all everyone in the, all, every team in the NBA knows that Kyrie's not going yeah. back to the Nets. So yeah. the Nets have no leverage exactly. in the situation. And I'm not really good at like formulating what a trade package might look like for a guy like this. Right. But I mean, if you're if, three, though, I mean, that's exactly you, if you punt on are offering me Kyrie Irving in exchange for Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, Dario, like whoever Dario, I, I think the obviously the untouchables are are are. Da Devin Booker, Mikael. Da, I think so. I'm not, trading in, Da <laughs> in this situation. I don't think you should have to give up Da for a guy like Kyrie when you know he's not resigning. If we're talking KD, then absolutely. Okay, yeah, Bye. I guess that's fair. If, we, um, if it's strictly in this situation and it's only for Kyrie, and we know that Kyrie's not resigning, then fine, keep Da. But yeah. Yeah, I'm not I, attached I, to Da. I, I'm not like that like attached to Da, but I think you. I think for this team to still be like well-rounded you need to hold on to him i think if you can hold on to him you have to. let's just say hypothetically a trade package for like salaries everything works out for Kyrie Mm -hmm. would be cp3 jay crowder and dario yeah fucking in a heartbeat in a heartbeat i'm kind of fine with that yeah because i mean Listen, Kyrie is not a, a, a spry chicken. He's not calves. Uh, He's not a spry chicken. <laughs> You've never heard that phrase? Before? No, I have. I just never thought we would use it in context <laughs> well, of Kyrie Irving. Well, I mean, he's like he's st- he's. Uh, what I'm trying to say is he's not he's not calves. Kyrie. He's not young still, but he's damn sure younger than Chris Paul. Like it, so. It, yeah. It, very it, true. It, and for so many reasons, I think it extends your window if you're the Suns. Yeah. Um, Kyrie and it just is makes only you, thirty years old. It makes you a better team. Um, I I think yeah you have to pull that trigger. I think anything short of those four untouchables to me, um, if you anything anything else is on the board. So Muhammad in the comments said something a little interesting that I want to talk about. The Suns aren't a championship contender. Kyrie will want to go to a team with proven pedigree like the Celtics, Bucks, or Warriors. I have to strongly disagree with yeah, this as take. Do I. Um, I think there's so much parity in the NBA right now. And even though the Suns are seventh in the Western Conference, there's like a game and a half separating them from like seventh or third place. Like mm-hmm. they are very much a in this playoff picture. Like they are a contender. I think people tend to bag on them because they've been injured and we haven't really seen their true potential, um, which was something else we were going to talk about. A high of Devin Booker potentially coming back on Tuesday, which also happens to be a game that they're playing against Against the Brooklyn Nets. Nets. Mm -hmm. So a little drama there. But I definitely think the Suns are still in the playoff contention, especially with Booker coming back as early as Tuesday next week. They've done a fine-ish job of keeping themselves uh, well enough in a good place yeah, to still be in playoff contention. But if you've got Devin Booker, Kyrie Irving and DA and Mikhail Bridges on a team, I'm sorry, but well, you want to talk about a big three. Like that is who else scares you besides the nuggets. I think yeah. that's a very good team. Yeah, it's a very good team. And I mean, there's, there's plenty of teams to like scare you. Like the, the nuggets are obviously amazing. I think we're in the middle of seeing a, top five NBA player all time and what Nikola Jokic has done this year in the last two years. Um, obviously out East you have your, you have Giannis and the Bucks. you have JT and the, and the Celtics. Like there's really good teams in the NBA, but I, I think it's clearly like a, a, I think the Suns are in it now when they're fully healthy. Like they're not as good as OCG. Add Kyrie to the mix, man, that is a, that's a good team. That is a really, really good team. The death, as Colts23 is mentioning in the chat, yeah, the, the Suns bench, bench is definitely a cause, a, a reason for concern. Yep. Um, but and that, ha- but that's the thing that makes me the most mad about this team is the Suns bench has been a concern since last year mm-hmm. and the year before that. 
Like, how have it we still how are we bullpen. still talking about the fact that the Suns bench does not have enough depth in the year of our Lord and Savior 2023? Yeah. When this has been an issue for years at this point. Yeah. And I mean, they've tried, right? Like uh, bringing down a guy like Saban Lee to extend some of that bench depth. And obviously they've had a lot of injury problems. So they're just now getting back to full strength. But it's it's uh, it, it is the depth is is questionable. Um, but man, as Hans Hagen said in the chat, like getting that second superstar brings this team to, because I love DA. He's not a superstar. Yeah. Devin Booker is a bona fide superstar. Yeah. Kyrie is a bona fide superstar. Yeah. You add, you, if they DeAndre Ayton is your third best player, that is a really, really good team. Really good. Mm-hmm. I would argue that DA is probably the, like, would be one of the best third best players in the NBA, if not the best. Um, that's a really, really, really good team. Yeah. Um, Which after being embarrassed by the Atlanta Hawks this uh, past week. Hawks team is not very um, good. I'm ready to sell the farm to make sure that we don't get embarrassed <laughs> by any team as the same uh, caliber as the Atlanta Hawks again this year. But uh, I just like, I, I'm hesitant to get excited about this because I got so excited about KD to yeah. the Suns in the off season. And there has been, so much uncertainty surrounding this team, especially with the Robert Sarver, Matt Ishbia transition and all the other things that have gone on in between now and then. And I just like, I'm not going to get my hopes up on this one. I'm not ready to fully commit my heart into the idea of this happening. I just think it's very interesting that of course this happens right before the trade deadline. The new owner is set to take over the Suns. I think, I hope the Suns see that they need someone like Kyrie to get to the point where they need to go because I'm so tired of knocking on the doorstep of a championship and getting it closed in our face. Like watching them lose to the Bucks, heartbreaking. Watching mm-hmm. them get embarrassed by the Mavs last year in the playoffs, heartbreaking. Like I'm tired of that. And I think, you know, one of the things that I've always disagreed on with people is like last year, people were banging down the door saying that this team is enough. Like the roster as it was, is enough to win a championship. And they hardly made any changes from their finals run two years ago to last season. And I never believed that I I'm sorry, but like on paper maybe, but I just don't see the way that the team was constructed last year or the year before that good enough to win at that caliber. And so I think they need someone like Kyrie or like Katie, if we want to go down that path again to really compete and win a championship, like getting deep in the playoffs is one thing, but winning the championship is a completely different thing. And the roster that the Suns have built in the past two years is very good. Don't get me wrong. Like it is a good roster, but it's not enough to win a championship and they need another superstar on this roster. Yeah, I agree. They they definitely need another guy that can go get himself, go get himself a bucket. And and, I mean, this is, this is a big shot taker. Just look at what he did in the finals when he was with the Cavs. Like there's, there's a guy who, you could trust to be clutch too, which I think is is kind of an invaluable part of this. Um, and I mean, like, I, there's no no reason to believe that he will come to the Suns. Like, there's a yeah. lot of teams that would like Kyrie. Yes, um, people in the, in the chat are mentioning the Lakers, and obviously him and LeBron have an interesting relationship that I think is good now. They they've been talks about getting rid of Russell Westbrook. It'd be really interesting to see like. From just a pure NBA perspective, like that would be fa- fascinating. Someone mentioned him on the Pelicans, him and Zion, <laughs> two Duke boys. Oh my, I would go like that crazy. could be a problem. So there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of teams that could that would be really really elevated by by Kyrie. So it, it's no by no means like a, a foregone conclusion that the Suns are a front runner or anything like that. Right, but. It, it, it is a, it is a fit that makes sense in a lot of ways, and mm-hmm. I think would make especially the Suns like a lot what we were mentioning better. with the Nets having diminishing leverage, knowing that Kyrie's yeah. not coming back no matter what. Like it seems like the perfect time, if you will, to strike and make a move like that. Um, yeah. One hypothetical I want to play now. Hang on here. Oh this is just a hypothetical. Nobody come for me and say that I'm a delusional Suns fan. Uh-oh. I already know that I am. It's fine. You don't need to call me out on it. Let's just say, right, in a crazy, crazy world, like crazy world. So obviously, you know, KD is playing for the Nets because he wanted to play with Kyrie. So KD and Kyrie went together because they wanted to play together. So now that Kyrie wants out and it's very obvious he wants out, what reason does KD have to say? Now, I know he's a little bit older. He's a little injury prone. He does have an MCL sprain right now. So it's not necessarily an ideal situation. But... Why does KD want to stay now? Why does KD want to stay with the Nets? Oh, I is doubt KD he does. Is KD an option now to leave? It's just so hard because the the Nets are in the playoff picture. Like they're thirty one and twenty. Like why would why would the Nets sell farm at this point? I guess hey. is a question. But let's just talk all hypotheticals. Throw everything out there. What would you do <laughs> if KD and Kyrie were like, you know what? 
I like sun. Let's go to the Phoenix Suns. Everybody but Devin Booker. <laughs> Everybody but Devin Booker. Just have en- enjoy your 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 walk up in Brooklyn. Um, it I, weather is really nice over the summer. Um, you'll have a lot of fun, a lot of real nice stuff to do in New York City. But good riddance. Um, I, I you could trade me. I'll go to Brooklyn. Kyrie, <laughs> come, Katie, Kyrie can host this show. Um, probably, I mean, that's probably a really bad idea, actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's not give Kyrie a microphone, I, We did please. not put a microphone in front of Kyrie Irving. Um, but yeah, no, are you kidding me? That's not even, not even, well, I want to say it's not even a question, but also those two have been playing together and they have not won anything. So it's like, but yeah, Devin, look into that. And mix. Katie's ooh, hurt boy. right now. Ooh, boy. Ooh, boy. Ooh, boy. Yeah. Like I said, like John Paul, Edward Adios and I said, everybody but Devin Booker. Everybody but Devin Booker. I'm sure you can find DA. You can find an apartment with high ceilings so you don't hit your head. <laughs> Just bon voyage. It would hurt. It would hurt seeing send, like Baby McHale and the twins go. I would not enjoy that in the slightest. Yeah, but. and then you would see Ke- Kevin Durant drop 53 on, <laughs> on, on Lucas' head in a Suns jersey. And you'd be like, Mikhail who? Mikhail who? Cam who? Um, that would be wild. That would be insane. I'm interesting to see how this plays out, especially since the trade deadline is five, four, five, six days away. Is it the ninth or the eighth? It's eight. Eighth, I eighth. Five, yeah. Wait, yeah, five, five days away. Days? So... It's going to get crazy, y'all. I hope y'all are ready for some stuff to go Love down because it's going to be nuts. And I'm even more excited now that Ishvi is going to have control of this team before the deadline than I ever was in the past. Like, mm-hmm. I was already high for it, but now I'm just like, let's freaking go. Daddy Ishvi, open up the checkbook, get it done, get anything that you can done and get this team to a place where it can. Daddy Ishvi is about to be on his Moses type beat. He's about to, he's about to get this thing, <laughs> the part of the Red Sea and just fucking Kyrie Irving is going to come walking through it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I just want Ishbia to take control so we know what's going on. Yeah, me too. Um, maybe Ishbia could play some underdog fantasy mm, to help win some bark, money. Bark, 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 and bark, bark, he can bark, use bark. that money to pay some players to get here. Uh, okay. Sean, Shit. <laughs> what do you think Fucking, about that strategy? Uh, why not? It, it can't hurt. Uh, any Anything helps. Um, check it. So Ishbia, all you got to do is download the underdog fantasy app or go to underdogfantasy.com. Um it's the best fantasy app ever. You do- really deposit $100. Fun. Use promo code PHNX. Deposit $100. They'll match it up to $100. Um, I like the pick em game. Uh, come when they play, when the Suns and Nets play, take everything higher on Kyrie Irving because he's about to show out for his future team. Um, everything higher uh, on Devin Booker because it's going to be a nice little guard battle. Um, I love I, I love the underdog fantasy app. It is the best way <laughs> to... It makes watching sports more fun. It, it just does. does. Yeah. As Max barks howls slash in howls back. in the background. Um, sports Watching sports is already fun, but it's 10 times better when you've got uh, some money on the line with underdog fantasy. Yes, as Derek would say, baseball is more fun. And baseball is fun, but it's more fun when you use the underdog fantasy app. This is true. To make this it more true. fun. This is true. Check them out. Check them out. All right. Um, let's quickly transition to some cards talk because... Mm-hmm. In a week of highs and lows, learning that Sean Payton is going to coach the Broncos was definitely a low for everyone in the Valley. Um, Yeah, that was a heartbreaker. So it is confirmed, obviously, at this point that Sean Payton will be the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. The Broncos traded their 2023 first round pick, which is the 30th overall pick, as well as their 2024 second round pick in exchange for Payton. And they also got the Saints 2024 third round pick back. Um, What was your reaction to hearing this news, Sean? Um, Well, A, that it wouldn't have taken the fourth, third overall pick for um, it wouldn't have taken that. I think the Cardinals have like pick 33 or something like that. Like they have a really early second round pick because the Dolphins lost theirs. So it moves up a little bit. Um, So the cost would not have been too much. I would have been completely happy with what the Cardinals would have had to give it up for them. As long uh, as they didn't give away their third round yeah, pick, or their third from, overall pick, it would have been from fine. The, I mean, obviously the Broncos don't have a pick like that, but yeah. from the looks of this, it wouldn't have taken it wouldn't have taken that. Um, I mean, it sucks. I think everybody wanted, I think a lot of Cardinals fans wanted D'Amico, or, or wanted Sean Payton, um, and so with him gone and D'Amico Ryan's gone, um, with Frank Wright gone, like you're starting to, you're starting, starting to little down. There's not many openings left. Heard, There's not many options out there. I believe we heard a little bit about what might be going on with Brian Flores as yeah, well. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, so he's reportedly Vance going Joseph, to be, come on down. No, we're not going there. <laughs> um, he's reportedly going to be making 17 to 20 million dollars a year. 
sign me up Holy a lot more than he was macaroni. making at Fox. That is a lot of freaking money. Um, obviously, the Broncos have a new ownership group that is the Walton family, so mm-hmm. they are not short of funds. But considering they sank a lot of money into a quarterback that did not earn a single dollar of it this past year, um, that's a lot of money to commit to a coach. Yeah. Would you have wanted the Cardinals to commit that much money to Sean Payne? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would have. Yeah. <laughs> I would have. Seeing uh, what the Broncos had to give up and the money that they're paying him, I'm still just as heartbroken as I was when I heard about this news for Cardinals yeah. fans because I think it's worth it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just we're getting into a point where you look at the options and none of them are are great. No. And like I, I was a big fan. I know this is something that Johnny and Bo have talked about on the PHNX Cardinals show. Um, like you want, you just want winners. Like you don't want to go get. So you don't want to get. For example, the defensive coordinator, of the Detroit Lions, who had one of the worst defenses in football as your head coach. That seems like a recipe for failure. Yeah, getting a guy who won a Super Bowl and coached one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time—that seems like a good idea. Yeah, getting D'Amico Ryan's, who was who led one of the best defense, the best defense of football last year. That seems like a good idea. Yeah, like those aren't on the table anymore. So you're getting into a sticky situation. Um, I definitely would pay just about anything to get <laughs> Sean Payton here. Um, I will say one of the well, one of the many appeals that Sean Payton had for me was a the experience, um, because I think, you know, you're always taking a flyer no yeah. matter how co- like how talented or how accomplished an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator yeah, is. Texas you're still taking a flyer a on him being a first year head coach. So with that comes growing pains. And I guess maybe you can make the excuse that it was the perfect time to do that because Kyler is going to be out for the foreseeable mm-hmm. future as he rehabs his knee injury. So, you know, the growing pains of having a first year head coach wouldn't as make as much of a difference because it's not like you're wasting, um, you know, a year of Kyler Murray's talent because he's still rehabbing. But still, you're taking a flyer on a first-year head yeah. coach. But Sean Payton, you know, he's a proven coach who's won a Super Bowl, who has a ton of experience. And I also thought that Sean Payton was the perfect person to that could corral Kyler Murray yeah. Yeah. and make sure that everything is going according to plan and Kyler Murray doesn't pull any of the shenanigans that we saw um, in the past with him and the way that he kind of steamrolled over Cliff Kingsbury. So I was definitely, definitely, definitely bummed out that obviously the Cardinals did not get Sean Payton. Um and then, like you mentioned, D'Amico Ryans is the confirmed the next head coach of the Houston Texans, which obviously makes sense for him because he lives yeah. in Houston. So Played for them, yeah. Um, the uh, Panthers hired Frank Reich, so there's um, not a lot of options out options. left. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've got Indy still looking for a head coach, right? And then yep. the Cardinals still looking for a head coach. And um, it just came out earlier today that now one of the Cardinals candidates for this head coaching job, Brian Flores, has been linked to possibly become the defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos. Obviously, uh, Sean Payton's first choice for defensive coordinator was Vic Fangio. Mm. And we all know how that relationship deteriorated quite horribly with the Denver Broncos. <laughs> so Vic Fangio was not really an option, I don't think, ever. Um, I don't think the Broncos outright came out and said, hey, this is kind of awkward. Uh, we don't really want our former head coach coming back as a defensive coordinator. But to me, that was never really going to happen or was yeah. never an option. And obviously now he's going to be very happy in Miami as their defensive coordinator. Um, but um, if the Denver Broncos sneak yet another head coach candidate away from the Broncos and hire Brian Flores as their defensive coordinator, not only will hurt. I think like what is happening, but um, like there's no other option at that point. Like we're yeah. stuck with Vance Joseph. I think we would have to have a anchorman style like brawl with dnvr just on <laughs> gp like just on, on the general principle like it that that would be very um it would hurt it'd be a little you know twisting of the knife i have not been entirely sold on the idea of brian flores coming Me here I, i'm worried a little bit about his based on his relationship with with um tua Yes. Who was who seems like a very agreeable, like yes, nice guy. Which milder personality than Kyler. Than Kyler. Um, especially a Kyler that's going to be fighting back from injury and stuff like that. Yeah. There's probably going to be a little like because that's one thing you got to understand is a coach is not going to get to install an offense with Ky- with Kyler Murray like they would want to until next year when he is fully healthy yeah. in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's a it's an interesting situation. Brian Flores, I don't it's just a lot going on with him and and Obviously, the lawsuit, his relationship with Tua, how that would translate to his relationship with Kyler. That worries me. If you're not getting one of these top guys, I almost like the idea of having a defensive guy there so you could just go find an offensive coordinator for Kyler. Um, But it is starting to see 
there's you know whispers vance joseph i don't know what, like because it's getting to a point where you don't have like vance joseph not a great option but i don't know that there's any options better than vance joseph especially if brian flores is gone yeah um the cardinals have also interviewed mike kafka from the giants and then um lou and um and Yep. Yeah. Yep. That guy from the the Bengals, um, two Bengals coordinators at this point. So I don't know. I don't know what's happening with the Cardinals, but I'm a little annoyed. I can't be dishonest and say that I'm not because what are we doing? Like, should we get off the pot? Like, we we are exactly the second month of this year. It's February 3rd. And we were one of the teams that knew the earliest that we were going to be searching for a head coach because we moved on from Cliff Kingsbury quite literally as soon as we could uh, (laughs) on Black Monday. So what are we doing? Like, why do we, how have we not figured this out? I just don't understand how the Cardinals had Sean Payton in their facility for seven hours, seven hours. And this is the result. Like it's just wild to me. And I'm worried about what this means for the Cardinals. Like D'Amico Ryans, Frank Reich, Sean Payton, all these people that they've pulled in have chosen to go somewhere else. So what is so unappealing about the Cardinals organization that nobody wants to coach here? I mean, is that not what this message sends? No, I I agree. It just because it, on its face, it, the, the Cardinals job doesn't seem like that bad of a job. I would argue, I mean, the, the, the Denver situation is just a, kind of an odd one because it's a, a really, really good team minus the most important position in quarterback. <laughs> and, and I don't know how much of that was Nathaniel Hackett. Like what? It, a lot of it was it, Nathaniel it, Hackett. Yeah, so I it's a very, you you're getting into like a kind of a weird situation there. The the Carolina job, I don't understand why that's attractive at all, to be honest with you. Um, that's where Frank Reich decided to go, although his daughter also works there, so that's weird. That's a whole other situation. Um, yeah, now you're in a situation where everybody's getting their pick of the litter, and you're like, okay, I guess I just got to take whatever. Like You're getting leftovers. You're getting scraps. Um, yeah. And yeah, John Paul Edward Adio said what I was thinking. It's the common well denominator not. here is, is the Bidwells. Yeah. It's Michael Bidwell and company. So... I'm just like I'm so frustrated because like I want to say I didn't see this coming but at the same time I feel like I did yeah, see this coming to, yeah. because like, seen it coming. the fact that the Cardinals are there was only five teams that were going into the offseason in search of a head coach so already the market was very very small yeah. last season comparatively there were tens there were double the the vacancies last year as there are this year um, so already I was a little nervy because the options were limited but then you add into the fact that um it seems like anytime there's an option for the Cardinals, they get passed over and the person that they are like interested in would rather go to another team. So I don't want to say I, I just sucks. Like I, I don't want to make inaccurate conjectures about why I think that's mm-hmm. happening. Obviously I don't know for sure why that's happening, but from an outsider looking in perspective, you look at, things that have happened in the past that are very public knowledge, like Kyler Murray being upset with this organization, mm-hmm. the homework clause fiasco, yeah. you know, Bidwell's reputation around the league. Like is the job just that unappealing that and uh, people would go anywhere else? Like you're telling me D'Amico Ryans would rather be the head coach of the Houston Texans I mean, than the Arizona Cardinals. I know that he lives there. I get it that them. there's like that connection, but come on. I mean, I think, I think that, I think that one is particularly like that one's a tough example because I do think he might, like his wife lives in Houston. Like I, I think he, that is interesting. But in general, but like on to, paper though, the job like if you're yeah, no, no, you take the, out all the external factors and you 100%. just look at the job on paper, the Cardinals' job is ten times more appealing than the Houston the, Texans. The job. Cardinals to me are like a really attractive person who have a bunch of like minor red flags where if they had like one individual, it'd be like, all right, I can look past that. But you put them all together and you're like, ah, there's something going on there. I don't know if I want to even get involved. Like, I feel like it's just, it's starting to be like a reputation thing. You see people yeah. turning down the job and it's like, oh, well, the interview wasn't that bad, but why are they all turning? Like, am I missing something here? And you start like, it, it, you it, like it, you're it, gaslighting it, yourself. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> trying to figure out what's it, happening. It is just kind of a reputation. And it, it, I think it is little things. Like even if Kyler is being used as a scapegoat, like, there are legitimate concerns about Kyler, Kyler Murray from uh, like his talent perspective, what he does as a football player, his attitude. He's like those, so unproven. Th- those are legitimate he concerns ha- with him. Have we, are we forgetting he hasn't won a single playoff game? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, like, and their record at home. Like, he wasn't hurt for most of last year. Like, and it wasn't great. Um, so it, it, there's there's a lot of things. Um, you're in a position where you might not believe in a quarterback, but you can't really draft one. Um, it, it's. I think on paper, when you look at it from the outside, you got nice weather. You got 
you know, what it seems to be like the most, the best quarterback, I think, out of any of these teams that were looking for a coach. Um, but it's not a great quarterback. So it's like, it's it's just a really odd situation. Yeah. I just hope that the. I'm just tired of the Cardinals <sighs> being the bridesmaid and not the bride, you know? Yeah. But this is now you got to hope you're like the Buffalo Bills, for example, who they didn't go get a big name guy. Yeah. They got a coordinator and it worked out. You have to hope you're going to like the Suns are now in a position where unless it's Vance Joseph, they're going to hire somebody that you might not know too much about. And you got to hope that Monty um, just did it right. Right. Yeah. Like, so it. It's just it's just a very unsettling situation. Even if everything goes right, it's just it's very unsettling time to be a Cardinals fan. Yeah, absolutely. Unsettling is a good way to describe it. Um, I will say before we move on, I am still on the anybody but VJ train. Um, I don't know if it's just because I'm scorned because I've seen what VJ is as a head coach and it's not good in my opinion. But I would still prefer literally any one of these coordinators that the Cardinals have interviewed um, over Vance Joseph as the next head coach. I'm sorry. I do not want. Uh, uh, homie from the Lions, um, Glenn Wright, the defense coordinator for the Lions. I have no interest, no interest in anything from that organization. That is a losing, losing franchise. Um, but the Cardinals are as well, to be quite honest. So um, I'm with you. I don't want Vance Joseph to be the head coach, but I, I do think we're getting to a point where they're not going to have a whole lot of options. Plus, yeah. I may or may not have taken a future on Vance Joseph <laughs> to be the head coach of the Cardinals on the Dragon Sportsbook app. So I guess I'm trying to speak it into existence. Yeah. Um, Charlie Bush in the comments asking us th thoughts on Brian Flores. We kind of already talked about yeah. it a little bit, but to recap, um, I don't think either of us are really sold on Brian Flores as an option as head coach just because of his relationship with Tua, the lawsuit against the NFL. Like it just seems like inviting more drama yeah. into an organization that's the last thing that they need. Um, and I'm not, again, he would be a flyer. Uh, you're taking a lot of risk with having him as your mm -hmm. first, as a, as a head coach. So, yeah. um, although if it's Brian Flores compared to Vance Joseph, then sign me up, baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think... The one thing you have to to hang your hat on if you're a Cardinals fan is the fact that Monty Osenfort has come from winning organizations. Yeah, he, he he was with I believe he was with the Titans when they hired Mike Vrabel, like which ended up being I think a great hire. I agree. Although they haven't really won anything, but I don't think that's necessarily his fault. Um, like you just have to hope. Like I mean, Al Albert brings up Nick Sirianni and the Eagles. I yeah. already brought up the Bills. Brandon Bean hiring um, Sean Brian McDermott. Callahan, someone said. Yeah, so like there's there's plenty of situations where this goes well. Um, so you just got to hope that this is one of them. Yeah. That's all you can do. It's, it's all you got right now. If you're a Cardinals fan is hope. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on to that hope, baby. Hopefully we have an answer soon. I really Hopefully. just want them to find their guy. And for this whole coaching search drama to be over and for us to head off into the off season, knowing who our head coach is going to yeah. be. Same. Um, the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you guys, it's mm -hmm. time to download that app. Use promo code PHNX when you sign up and bet on the Super Bowl. Yeah. I love betting on the Super Bowl. I specifically love the props that come along with it. Uh, you know what betting... an octopus is? A what? An octopus. No. It is the best the single creature. prop. Well, yes. It's the <laughs> single best prop uh, of all time. It's when a it's a, when a player scores a touchdown and then scores the ensuing two point conversion. It's like plus fourteen hundred. We had an opportunity at it last year in the Super Bowl. It didn't happen, but there was a chance. Um, so there's fun stuff. You get to bet on the coin toss, the yeah, Gatorade. Yeah, the color. coin toss, the Gatorade color is my favorite one. I normally go for orange because I feel like that's like a, mm. a safe bet. I, I think like I'm gonna the, go with red this year. I don't think it's ever been red before. I feel like it's I think this Shane is said the year. That. Hey, why not? It's in Arizona. It's in the Cardinal Stadium. Yeah. Um, I also like um, Anthem Time. Anthem Time That's betting betting one. on who the Super Bowl MVP is going to think first. Whether Ooh. it's it's the it's family, God, family team, team God, yep. yeah. Um, That's so, a fun one. Yeah, that's why you got you, you can get really into the weeds with it. Break it down. See, like, is Patrick Mahomes really religious? Bet on on him to thank God first. Is he <laughs> like he loves his family? Bet on him to thank his family first. Oh God! Um, if I'm Patrick Mahomes, I'm never bringing up my yeah, family right? so in the exactly. public light exactly. ever again. <laughs> you're, you're Patrick Mahomes. You, you think Patrick Mahomes is going to win the MVP? Don't bet on family because it seems like he fucking hates him. So stay away from it, you know? <laughs> um, if you want to bet on the anthem time, though, I definitely recommend taking the over because Chris Stapleton is singing the anthem and that mm. man can sing. Yeah, I feel like he so, likes to put a little, like, go listen to Tennessee Whiskey and tell me you shouldn't take the over. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Listen to Tennessee Whiskey and then come back. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> just kidding. Don't leave us. Um, if you want to build any of these super fun parlays, betting on props or whatever else during the Super Bowl, you can do so on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. New customers can bet just $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get $200 in free bets instantly only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app with promo code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Sorry, Ohio. I hate Ohio. I hate Ohio too. God, I hate Ohio. Oh, the men that come from Ohio are the worst. Um, <laughs> I don't know anything about the men from Ohio. <laughs> Shout out Joe Burrow though. Um, I don't think he's from. Oh yeah, he's yeah. from Ohio. I lied. Yeah, he totally is. I lied. I lied. I lied. He is from Ohio. Um, but Joey I hate B is the exception. If you're Joey right. B, what about LeBron James? I hate LeBron James. Uh, LeBron James. Okay. Yeah, I'm not an uh, LeBron, LeBron James girl. James. I'm an MJ girl. Um, all right, we got to go on a high though for the football in the state of Arizona. Jaden Rashada, oh my God, is he the savior that the Arizona State Sun Devils need? Um, Fucking right, baby. He is a former five-star recruit, but he's listed as a high four-star recruit right now. He's ranked 44th in the recruit class of 2023. He's the sixth overall quarterback, according to 247 Sports. Um, This is exciting. I'm pumped about this. (laughs) As am I, DJ Um, (laughs) McEpee. Yeah, I mean... This is it doesn't I don't care if he well I do obviously but he could never play a snap in a Sun Devil uniform and he could or he couldn't he could be terrible that doesn't really at this point matter all that much to me because Kenny Dillingham after on his 66th day of having his job as a head coach of Arizona State football got one of the best recruits in Arizona State football history in two months. In two months, a guy that was apparently asking for $13, $14 million in NIL deals at Florida came to ASU, and I'm going to go out on limits. limit say ASU does not have that kind of money. Um, it is just – it is so emblematic of, of the transformation that this program has gone through over the last two months. Mm-hmm. It is – if you're a Sun Devil fan, it fucking activated, bro. I have, Kenny has activated me to the max. Um, it is hard <laughs> not to be – it's hard not to be ecstatic if you're a Sun Devil fan. Yeah, Sean is activated. He is ready. Um, I am – Obviously, if you know me and listen to the show, I am a cautiously pessimistic, sometimes optimistic Sun Devil fan. Um, it is super great to see something like as high profile as a commit as this commit to Arizona State. Um, he has committed in the past in Miami and then Florida, but he kind of had some issues with NIL. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I just love Trueford. Oh, how I don't like you goofy ass, crusty ass. Nobody's either. Ha <laughs> ha. Thanks, Trueford. So nice. Fucking, hey, I may be goofy. I may be ass but and I may be a nobody, Ohio, but I'm so. not crusty, okay? Um, and I also don't live in the state of Ohio. We yeah. also don't live in Ohio because only crusty nobodies live in Ohio. And <clears throat> Joe Burrow. <laughs> and Joe Burrow. And Jamar um, Chase. But yeah, I mean, I, for some reason, I'm just having a hard time being as excited about this as I feel like I should be because the quarterback room is full. Like, we That's don't a, need a any more quarterbacks. <laughs> what? Like, I just, like, I I don't know. Like, I just, I don't want to get overhyped about this because I feel like I do this to myself every single year. Like, when no, Harm came here, when Jaden came here, I was like, oh, my God, this is, to, is but, so exciting. And then flop. Like I said, who gives a shit if it's a flop, though? That's not what this is about at this point, in my opinion. It's about the fact that Kenny even got a guy like this here. Yeah, um, that's fair. Like, it, it, so, but plus, it's an embarrassment of riches at the quarterback room. You got a guy that's won games at Notre Dame. You're returning starting quarterback, a, a, a local product who transferred in from BYU, who's an unproven commodity. Oh, and a former five star recruit, um, high four star recruit. Like, uh, uh, you can't get excited. What? I I feel like if anything, I'm getting too excited. Um, <laughs> I'm ready to explode. Yeah. I, I, I think it is. I don't think there's any negatives to this. It does. Um, it says a lot about Kenny's ability yeah. to recruit, which I think everyone kind of had a question mark surrounding because he's never been a head coach before and he's also the youngest head coach in NCAA. Yeah, but that, I think that's the benefit. I think him and, and the guy, his staff, um, Brian Carrington and Rashad Samples, like these guys, these young guys are are can relate to players like nobody else in the country. Um, there's, I think ASU might have some, like the best recruiting core in all of college football. Um, like it, it is just it's unbelievable. Um, it, it it's just head to toe. This this program is in a completely different place than it was seventy days ago. Yeah, like it's it's yeah. chef's kiss. I mean, considering the size of the task that Kenny had to take on mm-hmm. coming here, 
Um, he had nobody on this roster. Uh, not only did he not, not have anybody, he also had no – well, he had support. The program had no support before yeah. he got here. Like people were checked out on ASU football by and large. Yeah. And – It like, was the biggest undertaking to become the head yeah. coach of this program considering the recruiting violations. There was no one on this roster. The negativity surrounding the program – just it was a monster of a task. And yeah. I feel like Kenny, if anything I can say, has done a complete 180 for this program. His whole activate the valley stance and signal call to the entire it's <laughs> Valley of Arizona, yeah. like the job that he's done recruiting and building back like this roster, like he has done a really, really mm -hmm. good job. Um, and I think he's put to rest a lot of the questions that people had criticizing him or had coming into this um, just through the job that he's done so yeah. far. So obviously the trajectory as of now is very positive. I have yet to buy in stake, but I'm hoping that they will prove me wrong hey. and I can buy some stake in this team mm -mm. a little bit later. No, no, no. <laughs> get on or get run over. Buy in now or um, don't listen, buy I'm in not getting on another train. I'm done with trains. The trains are <laughs> done. I am scarred and I will not get on another train ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not gonna be able to catch up. I'm telling you. Like, listen, I, I was a guy who, I, as much as I love Kenny, I thought he was like a little corny. To be honest, when he started, I was like forty thousand people at the spring game. I don't know about all that. <laughs> now I do. Like, I'm all the way in. I, I, I don't care if he's corny. Like, I'm all, I'm all about it. This was an undertaking. Like, you needed somebody who lived, breathed, loved Arizona State, and this, you got that guy. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, I just. Can't and also like we talk talking about generically, Jana Machada, good chance he's a pretty damn good quarterback. Like there is a pretty good chance he's really good at football. He yeah. was a five star for a reason. Yeah, um, he absolutely. was getting recruited by Miami and Florida and oh TCU, who was just at the national championship Tennessee. for a reason. Yeah, um, it's gonna be and and also Kenny's the quarterback whisperer. He turned Bo Nix into a Heisman candidate. Like crazy. There might be some magic down by Electric. mail. Electric. <laughs> to I'm be determined. Saying, the magic um, man. What's not to be determined, though, is how amazing Bad Birdie Gear is. Oh, um, that is an undisputable fact. If you want to look good on the golf course, you got to get some Bad Birdie Gear. They have the best golf gear in the state of Arizona, honestly, anywhere, to be honest, because they ship nationwide. Um, it's so good. They have men's gear. They have golf. They have women's golf gear. They've got hats. They've got gloves. They've got sweatshirts. They've got sweatpants. They've got anything you need to Making look your best on the golf course. And I'm telling you guys, it is worth every penny. But if you want to save some of your coin, you can use promo code PHNX underscore sports 15 for 15% off your entire order at badbirdygolf.com. That code is still good on even sale items. Mm. Um, the waste management open is almost yeah. here. Get and fitted up. If you're going to be out there, you better be rocking some bad birdie gear because if you are going to compete with the rest of those guys on the golf course and you want to look good, you got to do it wearing bad birdie. That's yeah. For listen, sure. I mean, you could be terrible at golf, but you won't be. You won't. You'll look good at least. Yeah. No one will know. No, you don't got to post your score when you post on Instagram. You just got to. They'll see the fit and they'll just assume you're good at golf because you look good. Um, before we talk about this last thing, um, that is definitely an interesting <laughs> topic. I feel like I need to take an OGs because um, the only way that we're going to be talking about this is if I'm high, uh, because it makes <laughs> me a little concerned. Um, the, oh, the way we're going to get through this is with OGs. Yes. And the best way to do it is by taking their brand new strawberries and cream CBD THC one-to-one -one ratio. They have called it their happy balance for a reason. <sighs> it does, in fact, make you happy. And the strawberries and cream flavor, oh, to die for. It has Can't. officially surpassed their orange creamsicle flavor as That's my crazy. favorite flavor in the OGs line. Never thought I'd hear you say something I know. Like that. I've been an orange creamsicle girl from the beginning, but the strawberries and cream is so good. I'm still trying to get my hands on some. Max has been holding on to me. I know. Max is holding out on us because he doesn't... <laughs> he doesn't want us to get too addicted to them. But um, you have to check out your local dispensary. Strawberries and Cream is hitting the shelf soon. As always, you can find them at any local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Before we get to baseball, we yes. should talk. We got a super chat. Do it. RV Davey. Why not reach out to Jeff Fisher for head coach? Why not? I think he's coaching in the XFL or something like Why that. Why not at this point? <laughs> but I mean, shit, you might as well interview me, Bidwell. Like... I, what? Oh, he's coming. Yeah, USFL. so Fisher's in okay. the USFL. Uh, maybe he likes it over there. I don't know. I, I, I honestly wouldn't hate it though. I love Jeff Fisher. Um, I, I he is the 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 picture of uh, the, at least he's like he's like a white Mike Tomlin. You're at least going 500. <laughs> you can guarantee that. So I'll take it. I'll take that anytime. Um. 
you know, I'm not maybe <laughs> as excited about that as you are. I feel like maybe at over that Vance point, Joseph. He's coaching in the USFL for a reason. He wasn't. It was an NFL head coach. I know, but he isn't anymore. You would uh, rather have Vance Joseph. Yes. Stop it. Stop yes. it. Yes, I would. Stop it. Yes, I would. At least Vance Joseph has been in the NFL more recently. I would. I would rather have Jeff Fisher. I love that man. He's an awesome. He's an uh, awesome dude. He was coaching in St. Louis. No one can win in St. Louis. <laughs> he does have a great mustache. I will give he him that. He does have a great, great stash. Um, but no, I think I will take Vance Joseph over that option. And I also realized I said no one can win in St. Louis. Fucking Kurt Warner. Um, yeah, Gilbert Arbio saying he's going seven and nine in the minor leagues. I'm assuming that refers to the USFL. Um, yeah, it's not good. It's not good down there. I am glad. Um, Albert saying I would need OGs if Fisher was coached. Thank you. Everyone has some. I'm gonna go. Up. You're gonna this, need OGs. <laughs> you're probably gonna need OGs with whoever they hire because it's not gonna be good. Um. All right. Let's talk about baseball really quick. Um. Going in with a high, the D-backs received some positive feedback uh, for their offseason grades. They got a nice little B plus. Um. Which, considering the fact that there's only one, two, three, four, five teams ahead of them. Um, that's pretty good if you ask yeah. me. And look at those five teams. Yeah. It is New York City, Philadelphia, the Texas Rangers, who I just have all the money apparently. Yeah. Apparently. Los Angeles and Atlanta. You got five massive market teams ahead of your 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 cute little Arizona Diamondbacks. And I don't really count the Angels as a team because they're wasting two generational talents currently Dude, and they shit. cannot figure it out. So I don't yeah. really count uh, the Angels. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a good sign to see. They obviously made a few moves in the offseason, bringing in Evan Longoria. Mm -hmm. We can roll down the list of all the things that they've done. Kevin um, Moreno, Lord yep. Guriel. Yep. yep, all the good stuff. Um, and I've been a pretty big fan of this offseason for them. Um, I knew kind of going into it, there weren't going to be any crazy, flashy moves, any big-time acquisitions, because it just doesn't match their timeline right yeah. now. There's no need to bring in a superstar ace pitcher Although or they, a big bat in the lineup we're in the mix for xander apparently so they, which they, i'm they, glad and, they did yeah as am i i'm 100 with you on that um but yeah so i'm very happy with that for the d-backs i think it just reaffirms the fact that they are building towards a really big bright future and it's like coming like we're almost mm -hmm. there like i think we have to get through this season i still think they're going to be very competitive this season yeah. and possibly you know we may wild see like a playoff wild card Maybe team Maybe. um but i think long-term success is coming and i think it's gonna really really start shining next season not this one that's coming up with the season after that um and this just continues to reaffirm mm -hmm. that mike kazan is building a team that is going to be successful in my opinion and i really think that this has a lot of uh good upside yeah coming for them 100 but we gotta talk <laughs> about these jerseys and the sponsorship patches that the Diamondbacks announced. Um, the Diamondbacks dropped these things yesterday. Um, Avnet is the new sponsor for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, what? Who? Avnet sounds like something you would hear in a video game is like this, this like nondescript company that kind of like rules the world. Yeah. So I have never heard of Avnet before yesterday, um, but apparently they are an electronics component company. Um, couldn't tell you anything about that or what, what does that, that means? mean? What the know. fuck does that mean, Kobe Bryant? Um, they have headquarters here in Phoenix. Apparently one's right across the street from us and they have one in Chandler too. Um, never heard of them before. Have no idea what they do. Electronic components, I guess, would... Uh, high quality semiconductors, um, an electronic component distributor, basically nerds, a bunch of nerds oh. work there. Yeah. Um, but I've never heard of them before, but now I know of them because they put this ginormous heinous thing yeah, on a I just, sleeve of I don't understand <laughs> these uniform. things because you got like the Orlando Magic who have Disney the Los Angeles Clippers had Bumble for a while like things that normal people would be interested in I have never once been at a Diamondbacks game and be like shit I wish I knew somewhere I could get a really good semiconductor right now <laughs> what who is this for how much money are they having to spend on this giant ugly ass patch on the side of a jersey I don't that know that no one knows I've never heard of you and I, I get this kind of the point but like what? I also don't understand the advertising play. Like, who, like, what, what random baseball fan is sitting in the stands looking at that Avnet like, patch and be like, you know what? I need a semiconductor. Exactly. Maybe I'm wrong. Shout out super fan Chris, season ticket holder. Like, have you ever, Chris, have you ever been in a game being like, damn, I really need some electronic components right now? <laughs> what? Like, I, what audience? Is, I mean, I guess maybe it's working because we're talking about it and I, we've never heard of this place before. And yeah, now we're just talking about Avnet is, all day. Is now I know what Avnet is. Sure. 
I'm still never going to buy an electric component from them. Like, what, what, who was this for? I don't know. I could not tell you that, especially considering that the Arizona Diamondbacks demographic is like families, like younger. They're trying to get a younger crowd in there with their student discount tickets. Like, I'm just, just about to say something that's going to piss me off, I feel like. No, I just I just understand. I've met a little bit more. Just, yeah, because you're a nerd. Yes. I'm and by a nerd engineering school. Yeah. So distributor as in like it's more towards like computer building, etc. So it's um components that go towards something else. But um, why would I, your average baseball fan, you wouldn't give you wouldn't. a shit. You wouldn't. And that's why I'm also confused. Okay. Because coming from an engineer who has ordered parts to build something baseball and that what the fuck do they have yeah, to do that's what I'm like, i feel like if you are the kind of person yeah. that needs this you already know where yeah. to get your semiconductors but also, and Emma, can you bring the picture of this monstrosity back like if we're gonna do this route and we're gonna get sponsorships on jerseys Come why on. does it have to be so large that's what i'm saying okay so i that's understand not something i say very often but why does it have to be so large bro what like why i don't understand it's a gigantic patch on the sleeve uh, of a jersey like could we not have made it smaller and put it like maybe on like I, the front i'm gonna we're gonna address that comment once the show is over because i'm not letting you get away with that um <laughs> oh my god oh oh my god anyways <laughs> like why it's huge it's the, it takes up the whole sleeve stop saying those words mac <laughs> stop saying it because you know someone's gonna take that out of context so stop I saying the words that way i know you didn't Whatever mean it that way, way but I'm it sounded that so way red. what I'm are you doing so i did not mean it that way anyways going back to the patch i think i don't I, well i understand that part of it is to like make it stick out from a, a, a the, from Adnet's perspective, it's so unnecessary. Listen, why the, the they, PayPal patch on the Suns, like yes. the little circle, that size. That's what I'm saying. They they sent it. They, they it's like someone meant to send the PNG and they accidentally sent the JPEG and yeah, they're like, I don't know how to get like this background put off it on here. A patch and it, was like, it, you could have taken the blackout and put it on there. The thing I do like a lot about it is that it's exactly. Um, the Diamondback colors, so it doesn't like throw it off all that much. I like hate it was it weird, so with, like much. a yellow so bumble logo on the Clippers jersey. But yeah, I I hate it. Like what's up? If you're gonna do something like, like I don't, I am not the kind of person that has a problem with Andre's sponsorships. I think people always like to make a big deal out of it, and then they end up not really I mean, caring when I it happens. I think like I think it, it can cross the line. Like if you look at soccer kits, I think it's horrible. Like horrible. It depends on where you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, like, but like they have like 80 billion different things. Like before eight, like it's so unnecessary. Soccer kits are disgusting. But yeah. I don't mind like the PayPal thing on the Sun jersey. I don't mind like I just don't want to see like a NASCAR driver suit with 80 different sponsors on it when I'm watching a freaking baseball game. Like, and that thing is horrible. Listen, you're, you you just shit on soccer and marketing, so you know Max was just <laughs> had to be around. Um, I'm an avid soccer hater. I think it's a useless sport. Okay, you, have, you were getting a scholarship Michaela. for the fucking sport, Mac. What are we talking about? You were we're gonna just, play we're gonna soccer. Glaze over it. We're glazing over it. Anyway, um, it's a horrible it's a horrible patch, and I'm gonna be angry sitting in the stands watching diamondbacks games seeing that thing on their on their arm yeah ultimately like yeah like i was saying i'm not a, i'm not a jersey but i don't really care but this i think is pushing it a little too far i feel like the sponsor if you're going to do it it should fit like kind of your, the, the vibe like this is a, yeah. a, a, a fa very family oriented team the families go out to the games why not get something that appeals to that demographic a little more yeah obviously I probably don't know what the hell I'm talking about. They've, I'm sure, done market research, all this stuff. But it just, on its face, the average fan doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. No, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think it's a good deal for the team or the company. I think well, the company's shit. just... The team probably doesn't care. They're probably making all this yeah, money. Yeah, the team's off. like, great, give us your money. But the poor company is just not going to see any return mm -hmm. on that. Uh, I don't know what their KPIs are. I so, so, uh, marketing. <laughs> um, as long as the jerseys that you buy in the st in the store don't have this patch I, on, no, they won't. There's no reason shit. to put it on the jerseys. It's the ugly, store. but ultimately, the D-backs have more money to spend on the bullpen. So. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of the bullpen, really quick before we close out the show, so um, if you scroll up in the comments, Emma, everyone was kind of talking a little bit about the offseason acquisition, saying that um, they're still concerned about the bullpen. The 100%. bullpen hasn't been fixed. Um, they need more relief pitchers. I definitely am not arguing with you on there. Fix yeah. the bullpen, please. D-backs just need one solid bat and a relief pitcher. Um, the ones last year were terrible. I totally agree. I also don't think Madison Bumgarner should ever see a baseball again in his entire oh, life. I don't have a problem with it, but he should be coming out of the bullpen. Yeah, I agree. I'm tired of seeing Madison Bumgarner as a starter. So there definitely are some adjustments that still need to be made. I'm not saying that this team is 100% ready and perfect. It's a right compete, step. But um, <laughs> the offseason was a good step. step. Yeah, I think they did a lot of good things for where they're at and they were realistic with their timeline, which is all I asked for because I was terrified. The one thing I was the most scared about 
was of them making another dumb deal, like a Greg key size yeah. deal or a Madison Bumgarner deal. They whatever. did. But I just did not want to go down that road again. So I'm glad that they didn't do it because that would have just made me extremely irrationally angry. Um, Connor Brum saying they might NBA jerseys have a sponsored patch for fan jerseys now. I don't see, I just don't see them putting that on the jerseys that they Something sell the fans. that large. I have a hard time. Yeah, believing I really think it, I mean, I know that you can negotiate in, in, in this type of deal. You can negotiate just having it on the yeah. player jerseys. So I hope that that's the route that they took and they did not include the jerseys the fans buy. Um, I know like every deal is different and I don't know for sure or not what that deal is, but I will cry if they put that yeah. on the jerseys. You get, you get one of those. It looks like something they hand they hand out as like a giveaway where it has like the sponsor like brought to you by fries and there's like a fries logo on the sleeve. Like, yeah, just exactly. Like, like when they have like those little free giveaways yeah. and it's just all, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Um, so fingers crossed we didn't do that. But oh boy, uh, we made it, Sean. It's, it's Friday. Friday Saturday, Sunday. I'm stoked for this weekend. I am going to sleep all weekend before crazy week hits next week. And mm. we are at the Super Bowl all week on Radio Row, which we are super excited for. If you guys are interested in that coverage, make sure you go subscribe to the PHNX Cardinals podcast because they're going to be on Radio Row for Super Bowl Monday through Friday. It's going to be a great time. Um, I'm going to be sleeping maybe two hours a week. On, <laughs> but it's going to be fine. It's going to be so fun. Sports. Um, you have any fun plans this weekend, Sean? Um, NHL All Star game on Saturday. I'm watching that Sunday. I might get a like my second day off in the last. Nice. How old uh, am I? Twenty four years. Days off. Um, so I'm probably gonna take some OGs and just vibe. Um, but tomorrow I'm looking forward to watch some hockey and some ASU basketball. Yeah. Um, by the way, stick around on YouTube. About twenty eight minutes from now. PHNX Sun Devils, me and Toe live right here on PHNX YouTube. They've got Check a lot to out. talk about. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the show. Everyone in the comments, Charlie Ruiz, Ryan, Connor, Aaron Lee, Santana, Jan, you guys are the absolute best. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you all have a wonderful and safe weekend. And don't forget, we'll be live again next Friday at 1230. And we will see you then. Bye.